Hi everyone, I'm Lisa. And I'm Nick. And you're listening to It Takes Two, the podcast where two people take two movies with the same plot or premise and watch and discuss them. And in this episode we watched First Daughter and Chasing Liberty. Yes, so these are both movies from 2004 about the 18-year-old daughter of the President of the United States deciding that she needs more liberty and... Uh, trying to branch out on her own and negotiating her father down to uh, letting her have less security and then kind of running away and falling in love with the man who it turns out is actually Secret Service, um, but pretending not to be Secret Service. He's undercover and not telling her who he is. So that was the episode. Um, <laughs> there's not much more to say than that. It's so specific. I can't believe that two movies come out with, like, it's so specific. Oh, there are, I mean, there are differences. Cause one of them, she's going to college. The other one, she's going on a trip in Europe. Other than that, it's the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> and very specific. I will say um, that First Daughter, even though it's lower rated, mm -hmm. in my opinion, is a better movie. Oh, okay. Now, it may be because I just watched the same movie twice. That may Possible. be it. But I just feel that First Daughter was with Katie Holmes was just a little bit more realistic and sort of character-driven than, I'm the president's daughter. I'm going to run away in Europe. Ah, no one can stop me. Um, the From what I can tell from, like, critic reviews and stuff like that, what sold um, Chasing Liberty over First Daughter was the performance of the lead. People just like Mandy Moore more than they like Katie Holmes. There's a lot of descriptors of Katie Holmes as being zombie-like in that movie, <laughs> whereas Mandy Moore is, like, charming and likeable. Um, See, I don't feel that. I okay. feel that Katie Holmes' performance was the performance of someone playing the daughter of the President of the United States, mm. where literally when people ask her opinions, she just gives sound bites. Right. And I think you get a little bit more of an induction to her life in the beginning of the movie than you did with... Because the, the, the beginning of the movie was interesting... Both movies was interesting because it was sort of set up, in my mind, of how the rest of the movie was going to play. You had right. Mandy Moore's character, Liberty, but it's not her actual name. What was her name? A A Anna. Anna. Basically just dancing and looking in the mirror and being a standard teenage girl and being like... You can kiss me if you want. You can kiss me if you want. Yeah, she's outfits. practicing for a date which yeah. is going on. And then it zooms out. Oh my God, she's in the White House. Yeah. Versus how uh, First Daughter starts, which is her constantly being surrounded by Secret Service, even yeah. when she's like ch chasing frogs in her backyard and having yeah, a tea party. Yeah, when she's the governor's daughter. When she's the governor's daughter. They and do I, both, because they mention it in... Chasing Liberty, but it's a throwaway line of like, I've lived at the White House for six years and I'm the governor's daughter for eight years before then. Whereas in First Daughter, they show us that as the opening. Yeah. They show us her show as a child. versus tell, and I think that's it's just mm. a better way of doing it. And I yeah. think, um, I think, despite what the critics said about Katie Holmes's performance, I think overall First Daughter is a better movie. Which is ironic because we usually have one terrible movie and one good movie, but these, these are, are both, both mediocre movies. Yeah, I was just going to say, these are both middle of the line, like they're not offensive in any way. 
and you um, can just sit back and watch them and be like, oh, what's she doing now? Oh, okay, that's interesting. I think you've got a point. I, I think this is, in, this is really interesting to hear because you're not a rom-com person. No. Um, and I think... I'm an action pew-pew-pew man. <laughs> yeah. Or a scary roar or something's eating people, man. I think, the, I think rom-com people, people who are fans of the genre, are going to like Chasing Liberty more. I think there's better chemistry between um, Mandy Moore and Matthew Good than there is between uh, Katie Holmes and Matt Lucas. Um, yeah. He feels very wooden, whereas their relationship... I know, but it's funny because it, um, Matthew Good in, in Chasing Liberty absolutely hates that he's looking after Liberty for the yeah. first while. Um, there's also, I think, a smaller age gap between the two in Chasing Liberty than there are in First Daughter. Um, but, um, yeah, I think you're right that First Daughter feels more realistic. I think it's, you know, it's this person who's been, like, her whole life is, is surrounded by Secret Service and, you know, every, everything that she does is for her father's career and that she's like, I want to go to college. And that's a pretty normal yeah. thing, you know, request. And then she still has the Secret Service and then they're like, okay, and it's only when they interrupt a party that she's like, can we have less Secret Service? It's interesting too because based on the... So, okay... These both movies came out in 2004. Yep. Okay. You're going to have to update the meme. Which meme? The meme. The, 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 the meme that is related to a Discord. The, the 9-11 one? Because. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, be, no. Because it is offhandedly mentioned at one point, and I don't remember which movie it was in. Where it was, the, it was, it was chasing liberty. Where the president says to his wife, "It's like it's not the same world anymore." Right. Um, Interesting, because first daughter was supposed to be produced in nineteen ninety nine, and yeah. then was delayed and delayed and delayed. So maybe they hadn't changed the it, script. It's interesting because again, nine eleven happened, and it was such a big event. Um, it's. So, first daughter, they're in their first term, and they're trying to get a second term, and that's why she's being as diplomatic as possible. When yeah, it comes it's an to, election year. Yeah, it's an election year. So um, he's just coming to the end of his first term. Versus with Chasing Liberty, it's the second term. Yeah, because she's she says she's lived in the White House for six years, so yeah. she's halfway through the second term. Yeah. And that means, based on the era when they came out, mm -hmm. both of the presidents replaced Bush right. in, the, in these timelines. <laughs> oh no! So in First Daughter, they had if it if it's as you said delayed, mm -hmm. but based on timelines being that nine eleven happened during Bush's second term. Is that correct? No, it was his first term. Was it his first term? Yeah, because it happened in 2001 and he was president until 2009. Interesting. Right? Because Obama, Obama was president, or, or was yeah. elected in, um, elected, I guess, in 20, 2008 was the election, 2009 is when his, his thing started. Yeah. His term started. So that, so that means, means Bush would have taken office in 2001. Yeah. 
So that means that only one of those timelines had 9-11 happen in it. But, but in both of them, the president in that movie was the president during 9, when 9-11 would have taken place. Yeah. So what you're saying is that Michael Keaton as president stopped 9-11 from happening. Somehow. <laughs> Michael Keaton, can I just sidetrack and just say I love Michael Keaton and I love him in everything that he's in and he makes that movie better. You haven't seen the other guys, right? The no, I've seen. I'm oh, sorry. I have the reason I have to think for a second is I've seen the nice guys. Yeah. I haven't seen the other guys. So the other guys, he plays um, the the chief. Okay. And it's so great because he has a second job, and he constantly references TLC, and doesn't know it. So it's like in his brain, and he doesn't understand. It's such a great movie. Sorry, spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen a movie that came out ages ago. Um, yeah, it's a, a, you probably won't ever watch it because it's got Mark Wahlberg in it. But yeah, not a Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, I like Michael Keaton. But obviously Michael Keaton's president didn't have 9-11 happen in his universe. Yeah. Whereas, or is it, it sounds wait, like... Wait, hang on. Did it happen in Bush's second term? No, we just went through this. Oh, okay, sorry, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> it just, happened in 2001. <laughs> These presidents. Because he would have been in '99. What? He would have been president in '99. Like, would that have been his first year? If this movie came out in 2004, and we're setting the timeline as, as um, canonically within the universe. I don't these know. They do universes. four. They do four years, right? And he finished in 2000, the January 2009. Yeah. Which means he started in January 2001. Yeah. So no, he wasn't president in 1999. What are you talking about? Don't worry, ignore me then. Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. They made a joke about Clinton and um, and Chasing Liberty in the beginning of it. Well, it was... Talking about having dates at the White House. It's yeah. Like, what is this, the Clinton administration? And there was also the other point of um, talking about Chelsea. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Chelsea was able to go to a thing and earn security wore Birkenstocks. Yeah. And that is, so Chasing Liberty, I assume First Daughter as well, but Chasing Liberty, they've actually said it, was based on, um, like, it was inspired by Chelsea Clinton. Oh, right. And it was like, the fact that photographer, or, you know, paparazzi were taking pictures of her trying to blend in with students at college. Right. While she was the president's daughter. It would be very, very difficult to be any form of celebrity and have any sort of normalcy when going to, like, a college. Because I know um, how the movie portrays it of just, like, she becomes the centre of attention, mm. which uh, for First Daughter obviously makes a big big issue when she's trying to date, and it's mm. just like, oh, she's just constantly surrounded by muscled goons yeah. um, who are a secret service. Uh, the... Yeah, that, that whole... Because it's like, even, like, Natalie Portman mm. would have suffered through being famous and going to, well, she went to Harvard. Yeah, I think she went to Harvard, yeah. And, um, Which is where uh, Anna in Chasing Liberty goes. Yeah, and there was also, um... The, the Olsen twins, I think, were, because they gave up their careers and went to college. Yeah, and I think the other person who suffered quite greatly, but I think it was a little bit less, was Emma Watson. Yeah, yeah. 
because basically there were just a bunch of dudes out there like being really nice to her all the time to be the guy who slept with Emma Watson. Yeah. Um, I think there was some dude trying to sell photos of her that he'd like at some point and everyone was just like bullshit that's fake like mm. GTFO it'd be so difficult and I think I mean you know not to sound sexist but I think more difficult for women in that situation than for oh, men 100% yeah <laughs> um, I mean I think it would be it would be difficult either way but I think there definitely that element of like not knowing who's being predatory towards yeah. you is would be very much for you know an 18 year old woman who's who's normally been protected by whatever yeah because you you see it how overbearing but obviously you know like i in this case i do side with the secret service because it is their job to protect somebody mm-hmm. who's you know could do damage to america economy like society wise if they were you know injured or killed um and you have the two incidents, and first daughter, she's at a pool party, and someone walks out with what looks like a gun, but it's a water pistol. I've never seen a water gun that looks so much like a real handgun, by yeah, the way. They, not that was... anymore. Maybe the early <laughs> 90s, I would have seen some stuff. Yeah. Um, and the obviously, the other one was... Uh, the guy who shows up on a date and... Like, goes to reach... reach in to pull a camera out of his pocket, but of course, Secret Service jump on him because he looks like he's reaching for it. He yes. reaches for it like he's reaching for a gun. Yeah, it's... and he also, like, they roll in, like, a group of them yeah. while she's on a date with another guy. And they they're surround like... the table. And then they're like, we're going to make, make this, this a night to remember it or something like that. Yeah. And starts to reach for something in his, in, you know, his inner pocket, like his yeah. breast pocket. It, it's it, very suspicious. Very suspicious. Um, yeah, no, I... I yeah, first daughter is more grounded in reality. Mm. Um, the whole concept of just I think everything about like honestly, Mandy Moore's character annoyed me. Her bursting into the Oval Office, talking to her dad, and being just like, "Damn it, Dad! These people who are employed to save my life stop me from getting or receiving." Um, <laughs> Some and um, she, what did she say? Third base. I yeah, want to get would, third base, and he's like, base. "What?" And he's like, uh, "I mean, second base." <laughs> and I had to Google it via uh, Urban Dictionary, but it's like you don't walk into a room with your dad in it, but just like, "Hey, I'm not going to say what the article said, but like, hey, your your guys are stopping me from getting this." Um, and then she turns around and her like dad working because he's yeah. a president. Yeah. And, and people tried to stop her from going in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the, again, the relationship between... Um, Katie Holmes and Katie her dad. Katie Holmes and... Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. And who played the wife and who played the first lady in that? Um, um, I don't remember. She was very believably Katie Holmes's mother. Yeah. Um, first daughter... Margaret Collin? That they felt like a real relationship. Like, yeah. It felt like they had their like little. This is just Michael Keaton being great. Yeah, Michael as, Keaton as and her. Michael eating... Keaton being a believable good dad. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know, their little ritual of eating chocolate cake together, yeah. and discussing like getting to the kitchen via from the residential area of the White House and being like. How oh, do they sneak around this yeah, time? And... Yeah. And it's so, it's so believable 
which makes her motivations to try and get away from being like the president's daughter but at the same time like to live her own life but at the same time understanding that she can't be his she doesn't want to be his like soundbite but also she can't really say anything that could upset the election yeah and i feel like the the pressure put on mandy moore's character mm-hmm. is gone because in two years time it doesn't matter if there's an election and he doesn't get in because he can't run again there's no yeah. third, third i was going to say trimester but that's not the correct <laughs> third term for um for presidents in the United States. Yeah. So she's just basically free to be a whatever. And there was scenes in that, especially with her... Was she f- supposed to be French? Her best friend? She was definitely speaking French. Yeah. Um. There was a whole, like, weird, borderline Paris Hilton, uh, Nicole Richie thing going on with the two of them. Mm. Of being like, haha, fair, like... You know, clearly she's wealthy, otherwise she wouldn't be, like, friends with the president's daughter. Like, obviously her family's connected, and yeah. also, like, being able to globe jump like she did. Like, oh, meet me in this, like, love parade happening in... Berlin. Berlin. And just be like, I'll be there. Like, you, you come and join me. Like, oh, yeah, you know. Mm. It's, it's, um... It's sort of, yeah, it had that very feel of, like, let's get dressed up and look completely different and try and get into clubs and party and stuff. I think, um, you know, that's probably an element of the character, though, as well, is that she has this friend. Because Katie Holmes's character, just her, all her friends are staff in the White House. Yeah, she doesn't... Or, like, there's a bit, like, at the beginning... Seen... There's a bit at the beginning where she's, like, oh, you know, where it's narrating and saying, you know, she is spending time with her friends but it's all stuffed animals and she's surrounded by secret service yeah. and then every time she says my friend someone did whatever it's always a staff member at the white house yeah so she doesn't have anyone she makes friends in college yeah whereas mandy moore's anna has is friends with this this person um who's obviously the daughter of another diplomat or whatever a french diplomat or something and she that. that girl is obviously way more free yeah. And she clearly envies it. And she wants to be able to do what she does just this once. Um, you know, and all she wants to do is go to a concert, essentially. is what, And, and she would like to go to this parade thing. But she's what she talks through with her parents is she's compromised to go to this concert. So long as they only send two Secret Service with her. And then she it turns out there's like dozens of them surrounding. Yeah. And she just it loses her shit. And is like no, I'm I'm done with this. The actress that played Gabriella um, mm-hmm. is French, right? So it would make sense. It's uh yeah, the reveal that the love interest was a secret Secret Service is so much better in First Daughter. The mm. fact that it's spoiled for the audience so early on really ruined it for me. But I think that's um. It's just giving a different dynamic to it because obviously in First Daughter the idea is that we also think he's a student at the college that yeah. she's falling for and that they're you know they're doing this stuff together and then we're betrayed along with her. Yeah. Whereas in Chasing Liberty we know that he 
really doesn't want to be doing this <laughs> and that and you know and it kind of I feel like they needed to do it a little bit because otherwise it would make no sense for him to follow her where she's going when she gets on the, when she runs and gets on the train and stuff like that you, if it was just some guy we'd be going well who the hell is this creep yeah. that's following her whereas instead we're like okay he obviously is trying to not lose track of her because that's his job because then he like if he loses the president's daughter yeah. he's like never getting a job again um yeah so i think that probably is is like i feel like story wise they needed to tell us yeah. earlier for him she still gets the the betrayal in a similar way in that like she overhears him talking about delivering her to the secret service yeah i think the b well, I was going to say B roll, but it's not the, the B plot. The B plot of um, the subplot. The subplot of uh, chasing Liberty was better because the only really subplot you get in in First Daughter is like the president's campaign and him being worried about his daughter. Well, you do get the um, the roommate and yeah. her kind of insecurity issues and um, you know her her love life stuff that she's got going on. Yeah, but it just feels like set dressing, really, rather than a flushed-out plot. Mm. I do like the the sexual tension between the two Secret Service agents. That it's are so funny, because you didn't... You hated it at the beginning. Yeah, because it's... in With a 2023 20, lens, that is sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. You can't constantly, as a male, or a female, or whatever gendered thing hit on another co-worker constantly against their will. Yeah. There is a difference between harmless flirting and literally doing what he was doing, which was being a creep. Yeah. And then it's the point where she she turns around and just calls him on it. Yeah. And then their whole dynamic Dynamic changes. Yeah. Um, She's just like, I could be interested in you, but you're a child. Yeah, basically. It it was... um, well, not even a child. What did she call him? A construction worker yeah. uh, lunch break? Yeah, construction construction worker lunch break is his whole personality. I yeah, think which I think is like such a brilliant, brilliant way of phrasing that. Yeah, and she's like, do you ever actually get women with this? Ever? Yeah. And then he's all like, not since my hair started receding. <laughs> and she's just like, shave your head, I think. What is up with bald men? <laughs> Both movies are so horny for bald men. The subplot are, is full of women horny for bald men. Because the 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 the, the, the roommate and first daughter literally is hurting on her one of her protective detail, who's a like old, very much older white balding man who's mm-hmm. getting a little jowly, mm-hmm. and she also flirts with the the um, secret service. Uh, I think it was African American guy mm-hmm. on Air Force One who's also bald, and she's yeah. just like, "Oh, you're gonna provide me with anything I need," <laughs> and he's like, y- "Yes, ma'am." Like, <laughs> I'm confused about why this 18 year old girl is saying things like that. And then in the second movie, it's just like, "Oh yeah, do shave that." You know, when they start losing their heads, they shave their heads. I think that's really attractive. It's like, <laughs> what is up with the bald? I'm all for it because I'm bald, but still. <laughs> You just get to shave your head when you yeah. start lo- your hair starts receding. Some women like that. I think yeah. I can't remember what way she phrases. Yeah. 
but then, but then he doesn't. Yeah. And then they go on. It was really nice. They sort of like talked out what the issues were between them, and then they went on a like a romantic holiday chasing a. 18 year old girl through Europe. <laughs> yes, you do. Very cat and mouse of like, oh, they're in Venice. Oh, no, they got on a train. Oh, we went on the wrong train. Oh, no, don't worry, guys. The helicopter's going to pick you up when the tr- when you're in the wrong place. And oh, now they're going to. Like, I want to talk about Venice. Yeah. Because that gondola man <laughs> was fantastic and, in my opinion, the best part of that entire movie. <laughs> Because he was just the quintessential piece of what I understand of, like, Italian people and people's experiences, because I've never been to Italy or mm. Venice. Eugenio yeah. is his name. Just like, oh, you know, the other gondola men say that I'm never going to get rides here. And they're <laughs> like, we don't have any money. But like, we're newlyweds and we're in love. And he's like... No money, no ride. And they're just like, but we we love each other. It's like, all right, fine, get on my gondola. <laughs> what's, what's the thing he says first? It's like, if if sad, if if sad sweet stories could buy you pizza, you'd be fat by now? Oh, pasta. Oh, pasta, yeah. yeah if sweet... Love stories could buy you pasta, you'd, you'd be, be fat, fat by, by now. It's <laughs> so good. Um, and, then, and then he's like, I'll bring you back to your hotel. And we're like, oh, no, we don't have a hotel. And he's like, first... You've no money, then you've no hotel. You're staying in my house. I'll bring you home to mama. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sweet. Who played the mom of it? Uh, um, Miriam Margoyle. It was so great. I was just like, as soon as she appeared on screen, I was like, yes. <laughs> and she's so pissed at him because he was like a really good accountant and he decided he wanted to buy a boat and be a gondola man. He's so well fleshed out. Yeah. Listen, it, you've got to admit... There is some better character development in, in Yeah, in, I'm just saying that like movie. Chasing Liberty had a way better B plot. I'm just saying the <laughs> A plot was not as great as like First Daughter. Um I'm gonna go on a tangent here. Woo. And before everyone at home groans or wherever you are work in public transport. There is only one movie out of these two movies that deserves a sequel, and it is not Chasing Liberty. Here's my... Are you ready, Katie Holmes? Or Katie Holmes' manager? Are you ready? You can contact us. Join our Discord. It's in the footnotes. You have... The first daughter, Katie Holmes, reprise her role as... I can't remember the, the character's name. Something. Something Mackenzie. Samantha. Samantha. But she is now running... For president. And who's her husband? The first man who's going to be the first lady, but the the man version? That's right, the bodyguard <laughs> from the first one. Because they got married and she was so good at politicking because she spent her entire life around those types of people, she would make a really well-rounded president. Just to have her as running for presidency. And... Spoilers for when this movie gets made and I'm a rich writer. Well, no, not at the moment because of the strikes. <laughs> we support you guys. Um, yeah, you, you have, like, her getting elected and you have some crazy person, like, her election and, she, like, the whole lead-up to the movie, like, um, the twist of the third part of the movie and... She's elected, and she's a presidential elect, and some crazy dude takes a shot at her, 
and because of his training, oh he jumps in the way and sacrifices himself for his wife. What? And she like holds him, and she's and she's just like, my first job was protecting you. Now I can't protect you. Like you know, like some heroic oh speech, God. and she, and he dies, and then you have like the whole like thing of it. It's Katie Hunt. What are you up to, Katie? Like, what are you up to? What are you, what are you How doing? How is the sequel to First Daughter, though? Because like, she has replaced the not, same role. But does she not, like, why? They're the same relationship. Okay. But do they have a teenage son who's going off to college? No, because she's, she's a working woman. She They haven't had time, like... It's all like all in the plot of like, you know, why, you know, you could be some tension between them being like, you know, I always wanted a family and she's like, we don't have time for it now. Like, you know, it's like, oh, but you've been saying that for the last 10 years, you know, so on and so forth. You know, we, you know, we originally discussed like, um, you know, being, you know, something else like, you know, uh, some other uh, role in the giant pyramid scheme that is the American governmental system, you know, and you just have that through the entire thing and then just him like, or it could be, it could be the, the final bit of the movie. I don't care. Yeah. The final bit of the movie, she's elected president and then he has to like his secret agent, the secret agent, secret service training kicks in and he like dives in front of the bullet. It'd be great. What has Katie Holmes done since Batman? And she's running against Mandy Moore. No, because they were <laughs> president at the same time. What's Mandy Moore up to? We can get Mandy Moore to play her character. <laughs> uh, well, Mandy Moore has just finished doing um, uh, This Is Us. Oh, that's, yeah. That's finished this yeah. whole run. Don't know what she's up to now after that. Seriously, what's Katie Holmes up to? I don't know. The other thing is that Katie Holmes was old, was older playing, she was like 25 playing a teenager. Yeah. Whereas, she's only 44 now. Yeah. So by post-production, <laughs> she'd be 46. That's, that's perfectly fine. You know, young, hip, you know, have, have her running against, you know. Yeah, but she'd have to be playing younger still if she's, if she's supposed to be 18 and a in 2004. Yeah. Um, she does look young for her age. Whereas Mandy Moore was 20 playing 18. Fair. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe start writing your script. She hasn't done anything. Oh, no, no, that was television. Sorry. Oh, no, she has been. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, she was also writer, producer, and director of the last thing, which was 2023. Well, then you just need to convince her to write the sequel herself. We'll write it together. You and Katie Holmes. You mean Katie Just Holmes? get her on the phone. Yeah. I was just ringing. call Katie. Yeah. Get All her right. on the podcast. See what she here's, thinks. Here's, here's an idea, right? Okay. All right. Have you got it? Are you ready? Uh, you ready for this? I don't have anything <laughs> because I haven't you, been told yet. You team up. With Katie Holmes to write that movie, <laughs> I will team up with Mandy Moore. We'll write a a separate but similar movie, <laughs> and then we we our our claim to fame after it takes two is that we create twin films, and then we start a production company where we make every time we make a film, we make two of the same film at the same time. <laughs> 
no. And then we'll do a sequel. You do a sequel to Armageddon. I'll do a sequel to Deep Impact. You know, it's going to be great. What the hell would a sequel to Deep like a sequel to Deep Impact make sense? A sequel to Armageddon yeah. doesn't. Well, that's your problem. You're working on Armageddon. Why do I have to work on Armageddon? I'm doing you can work with I'll Michael work, Bay. I'm gonna work with Elijah Wood. We're gonna make a sequel to Deep Impact together. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> this is our plan for the future. After we after we finish the podcast, we're going to start making our own twin films. Yeah. And we'll call it Twin Film Productions, and then because they'll both be made by the same production company. Elijah Waters, president of... No, he'd be the director of NASA. Oh, okay. I thought you meant, like, in real life. No, he'd be the there. director of NASA, and there'd be, like, another asteroid would coming. Would he be the director? I think he would just be... Because I feel like he's like going to be, like, specialized... In something. Maybe he got promoted because of popularity. Yeah, true. He did save the earth. Yeah, that he is going to get a lot of sex. Is yeah. that not what they said? Yeah. Um, Great line. <laughs> Why are all the best lines in movie in, 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 um, not in the script and not wanted by the director until they like rewatch it back and be like, ah, that was better than what we had. Speaking of that, that happened in... First daughter. Oh my god. But it was the it wasn't the line. It was um when when Samantha and her friend Mia, is that her name, the roommate? Yeah. Were like messing around or whatever and she accidentally pounced her. Yeah. She really ac- that was a genuine <laughs> accident. Katie Holmes accidentally pounced her. And then they they thought that that fit so much with what was going on that they kept in the movie. And that, I thought that's funny because they then like have like newspaper prints with that picture in it. Yeah. Um but that wasn't in the script, it wasn't supposed to happen. It just genuinely, when she was trying to get up, she grabbed her and accidentally pounced her. I don't know where to go. Uh, <laughs> you don't know where to go. Where do we go from here? Um, is there more to say about these movies? No, you, you could say more. Uh, Mandy more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I will say that just watching um, Chasing Liberty just makes me want to rewatch The Good Wife because Matthew Good is in that and he's good in it. In The Good Wife. He's good. He's go- he's Matthew legend. Good. Matthew Good is good in The Good Wife. Yeah. yeah. And you booed me for Mandy, the Mandy Moore joke. I right? was. I'm not making a joke. He just is. His name is good and he's good and he's in a show called The Good Wife. Yeah. Um, good job. Oh, see, that one was a joke. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, going going back to what I was gonna say, um the seeing a little like the very backpackers getting around Europe, can we talk about the stickers thing? The stickers thing is bizarre. The stickers thing is very bizarre. So they meet a random what what where is he supposed to be from? He's clearly English. Yeah, but like he's not like He reminds me of tires from space. Yeah. He does. He does have some tires energy. Um, he's actually Welsh, isn't he? The guy who plays tires. I think so. Anyway. Yeah. The okay. So here's here's the plot line for you, folks. Mm-hmm. He goes around and he gives people stickers. So then they give those people stickers, and then whenever they see in the wide universe one of those stickers, they start feeling better because they remember. About the times that they got the stickers. No, sorry. They He gives people stickers and they're supposed to put the stickers in the places they end up. Yeah. And then if they see the stickers somewhere else, then they think about how everyone is connected and, you know, that someone else on their journey has ended up here. 
who also in, encountered the sticker man. Yeah. But then they just keep giving away the stickers, which is not what he asked them to do. Yeah. But also, it doesn't matter what he asked them to do because he also stole all their money. And then they hang out with them later anyway. Yes. Um, why was it the $6 million man? I don't know. So... I think it was... From from what I read, I'm not going to bother looking this up again. Um, what, I think when they bought the bike for the production, the bike that, that Matthew Good steals from the kid, or doesn't steal from the kid, he gets it from the kid. I think the stickers came with that. And then they must have just written it into the script. What? I don't know. Or else they... Okay. Or else they... Do the questions. So the, the bike and the stickers came together. Okay. But I don't know, did they intentionally buy the stickers with the bike? Or did the, they just get the stickers when they bought the bike? Okay. That doesn't solve <laughs> why they were a $6 million man sticker. I don't know. Did that have a resurgence in Europe in, like, the early 2000s? Uh, I don't know. Like, I remember seeing repeats on TV here in New Zealand, but we got repeats of everything. Like, that was the best thing about spending time with my grandmother is because she just let me watch MacGyver for hours on end. And that was on, like, I used to sit with my feet on the speakers because it was one of those old TVs that was made, like made out of wood and had fabric on it. That's how old I am, folks. Um, New Zealand is basically just like ten. Well, until until like guess the the technological the twenty first century and the massive increase of technology that is in New Zealand. But we were like basically ten years behind. So anything you thought of when you were a kid that you were like was the bee's knees on the playground. We got that like 10 years later, and it was a bee's knees on our playground, but you would have been like, what? What are you guys talking about? Marvels, Pogs, Pokemon, um, Oddbods cards. What else was there? Well, Lisa sits there hurriedly trying to Google where the hell those stickers I came from. I don't know about the stickers, man. I'm just like, it's just not coming. It's, there's nothing. There's nothing about the stickers. I don't even... At but, this point, I don't even know where I read the thing that I read before about the stickers. So... Did I make it up? Maybe. Um, you've got podcast, psych podcast psychosis. Um, everything's linked, man. The <laughs> stickers themselves are, like, bright yellow, round, about the size of a large coaster. So they're not small stickers. And... It has a picture of... I can't remember who the, the the character's name was anymore. It's got a picture of the $6 million man with a bunch of, like, crosshairs coming out of one of his eyes and, like, has the line of, like, we, we can rebuild and we have the technology. It was just very bizarre that this dude just goes around handing out $6 million man stickers. Yeah, it's in the IMDb trivia. It just says the bike Ben used in Austria, the one he got from the kid, was actually purchased, in inverted commas, with the bunch of $6 million man stickers that McGruff gave him. Uh, also, apparently when Anna's in the bathroom at the concert in Prague, you see $6 million man stickers on the bathroom wall. But obviously, we at that point, we haven't met McGruff or got the stickers yet, so... So they... what that article says is that he, he buys the bike off the kid with the stickers. No. No? I thought this Oh, was... maybe that is what it means. Yeah. 
Okay, well then I'm very confused. I have no idea where this why why there's stickers involved. Well, we, I can understand like the whole plotline of the stickers, but the the question that is on everybody at home or out and about burning mind is. Why were they six million dollar man stickers? I don't know. <laughs> Answer the question, Lisa. I don't know. I don't understand. I don't know why. I am the audience. I demand an answer. I don't have an answer. Okay. That's uh. fine. We don't need an answer. It could be one of life's mysteries. What is the meaning of it? Why were they six million dollar man stickers? Why are they six million dollar man stickers? Yeah, you're right. That is. I just read that. I read that as meaning something different. It's, to what sometimes it says. when you read stuff out <laughs> out loud and it takes another person to understand what you read out rather than you reading it. Yeah. I thought it meant that they that they were like bought by the production alongside it, but No. I really don't understand why there's six million <laughs> <laughs> Why? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like back and forth wise. Neither of these movies are great, and I think collaborating, like if you were going to rewrite both these movies into one, I think the the, the A plot line from uh, First Daughter is stronger than the A plot line of, of um, Chasing Liberty, but I think it's missing a lot of like background stuff, which I think the B lot B plot of Chasing uh, Liberty had. I well, don't, don't agree with the acting thing, like I've said before. Mm. You don't get that B plot though, without the adventures of Europe. True. Because if she's just staying in college, then there's no. You know that couple following them around trying to find them and stuff. Yeah, but you could have just had two of the secret agents being. Like interested in them, yeah. each other romantically. It doesn't have to be because they were on an adventure of self discovery. Yeah, them. but the the secret service agents that you see, or most of them in First Daughter, are just like standing around her. Yeah. Whereas the whole point of them is that they're tailing from a distance and then like trying to. Yeah, figure out where they've gone. There was massive, massive sexual tension between the two of them when he was just sitting in the van and she was in the restaurant at the first, not when she's on her first date. Right. Because well, he's do. like commenting about how she looks great and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just saying that that's, that's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to move on to some other trivia we haven't covered and then how much money they cost and made and etc yeah we can do that uh, there's not a whole lot of trivia for either of these they're pretty straightforward films that's I think. shocking there's so many um, twists and turns on the they do both have butt related trivia so obviously I've already given you the butt related trivia from First Daughter which is that that pantsing was a real accident in, yeah. in real life the butt trivia for um, Chasing Liberty is that Mandy Moore picked out her own butt double for the skinny dipping scene Right. So she was the one who chose the butt that was going to be so her butt. So I just butt. pictured that casting in my mind. Just like her, line, like just a bunch of women lined up. And you she mean was like, like mm, that butt? Yeah, that butt looks better than mine, <laughs> but it's also acceptably the same tone. Um, the working title for Chasing Liberty was First Daughter. Wow. Um, which is funny. And then obviously First Daughter came out. Um... 
or they or they found out about First Order because actually Chasing Liberty came out first, um, and the release date for First Order was pushed back because Chasing Liberty came out and flopped at the box office, so they were like held back a bit and released yeah. later in the year and then flopped even harder. <laughs> um, so that's fun. Mark Blucas, who plays uh, the romantic lead, whose name have I written? James? Is it James? It's James, isn't it? In First Order. I guess so. I think it's James. Um, his, uh, I mean, this is, this is trivia that, you know, depending on the demographic of who's listening, a lot of people will know, other people won't know. Uh, but he plays Riley in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, which makes this movie the second time that he has played a secret agent uh, pretending to be a college student who romances a freshman at his university while hiding the fact that he's actually a secret agent. That is a weird typecast. (laughs) Because that is what he does in Buffy as well. It's true. And on that note, um, apparently... uh, Jerry O'Connell had created the story... Um, of First Daughter with the idea of himself playing uh, Matt Lucas's role uh, or Mar- sorry, Mark Lucas's role and his girlfriend at the time Sarah Michelle Gellar aka Buffy playing the Katie Holmes character yeah. and also Katie Holmes was originally offered the role of Buffy in the Buffy series and turned it down so they did a they did a weird sliding doors yeah. <laughs> um, yes that's weird I took note of the actors' ages. So in at the time that Chasing Liberty came out, Katie Holmes was twenty five, and Mark Lucas was thirty two. Uh, whereas when Chasing Liberty came out, um, Mandy Moore was twenty, and uh, Matthew Good was twenty six. Okay, less creepy. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're. Characters. I mean, obviously, the the two girls are both supposed to be eighteen. So you've got a twenty five year old playing eighteen and a twenty year old playing eighteen. Yeah. I don't know if the guys are supposed to be their actual ages. In which case, you've got a thirty two year old with an eighteen year old versus a twenty six year old with an eighteen year old. Both are a little bit dubious, but the thirty two year old certainly more so. Yeah. <laughs> um. I think that's about it for trivia. Uh, budget and box office wise, the so. Chasing Liberty, which came out first, the budget was $23 million, and it made $12 million at box office. Jesus. And First Daughter, which then, you know, tried to hold back so it wouldn't flop as hard and flopped harder, budget was $30 million, and the box office uh, $10.6 million. Yay! So they both did terrible. <laughs> but they're both on Netflix now, so you guys can watch them at home on Netflix. Yeah. Um... There is some movie that we haven't talked about, so there is stuff to still watch if you're just like, I don't want to watch anything that requires brain power. Yeah, and they're fun. They're, you know, I think I think Katie Holmes and Mandy Moore both do decent jobs in yeah. these movies. Um, like I said, I do prefer Matthew Good's performance over Mark Lucas, who feels like a plank to me. Yeah. Um, I don't, I just don't read chemistry there so much. But then again, also, at the end, ooh, is that, are we going too much into spoiler? Okay, spo- spoiler alert if you don't want to hear the end of the movies. But at the end of First Daughter, they, they're like, oh, we're giving him a second chance as a secret service agent. And then, she, you know, she goes off to college by herself and might be coming back for a spring break. Yeah. Whereas the end of 
chasing Liberty. Um, she finds out that he's given up, he's left the Secret Service and has, is working as, in, as like a cameraman slash photographer in London. So she takes a semester in Oxford to find him and then they get together. So the one where they have more chemistry, they definitely end up together. Whereas the one where I feel like there was less chemistry, um, it's kind of left up in the air. But so is what she's going to do with her life. Yeah. So she, you know. I don't know what either of them are studying. Because they don't they, go to any classes. They don't go to classes. Uh, that's... Literally in, in... You know, I know it's not First great. daughter, it's like... The whole movie is set at her being at college, pretty much. And she goes to two classes. It's kind of a weird... I, unlike, say... Dead Poet Society, mm-hmm. or um, what's the other uh, the what's the movie where they're in detention? A Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. Couldn't think of it. All I could think was just him doing like the and the music mm-hmm. playing. Don't um, you? Yeah, forget <laughs> about me. Um, don't, don't, sorry. <laughs> no, uh, no, this isn't a musical podcast. <laughs> um, I shouldn't I have started. Uh, where are we up to? There is, yeah. For some reason, every movie that has like I'm at college, there's never any. There's very little scenes that are in classrooms. I think yeah. there's more in Days and Confused mm. than there was in this movie about a, the president's daughter going to actual college. Yeah, they have like one introduction course, which is just to set up so. She can, the, the fact that the Secret Service are keeping literally in a row in front of her, a row behind her, and like three seats on each side of her away from her. Yeah. And the fact that he makes a snippy comment about needing to buy a vase in their philosophy a, class. A vessel. Vessel, that's the one. Yeah. I don't, you know, we've got the books here. And but then you like, get like one other class towards the end of the movie, which is the same class with the yeah. same lecturer, and she just, like, talks. She They're obviously doing some story that they can't tell us what the story is, where the story is the same as her story. Yeah. Um, So she can be like, yes, it's uh, he's just a prince, and no matter what he does, and blah, 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 he's always just going to be different. It's like, okay, cool, we get it. You're, what, what, what's my new phrase? Having the mopes? No, um, that's not right. Get the morbs, the morbs. The morbid time. You got the morbs. Yeah. She's got the morbs, yeah. is what she's got. She's morbid. She's morbid. Oh, Lord, he's morbid. Oh, Lord, she's morbid. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so she's, so she's got the morbs. And that's so that's the only time they show us the class. I think it's forgiven in the other movie, in Chasing Liberty, because she only... Because the whole movie set during the summer break before her... Or most of the movie set in the summer break before she starts college. Yeah. So you see her go to Harvard at the end of the movie, and then obviously she transfers for a semester in Oxford. Um, but, like, because that's not the plot of the movie, I get it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if the plot of the movie is that she's going to college... She should go to college. There is another movie. I can't remember the name of it, but we should watch it. It's in the distant future and compare it to First Daughter, I think, because I think it's about, like, a prince going to a college, a prince from Europe going to a college in the States. Bizarre. Julia Stiles is in it. But, they like, there actually are classes. Not, not a prince going from Saudi Arabia to England to study. Is that another movie? 
and then he goes back and forms a terrorist group. No. And his name was Osama bin Laden. <laughs> and then 9-11 happens yeah. again. Uh, no. <laughs> that's not the one I'm talking about. Right. I oh, I say that like that's a movie. I say that like what you're talking about is an actual movie. Like someone has made a rom-com out of Osama bin Laden's time in college. No, that would be horrible. Yes. Um, guy was a piece of shit. I really hope that's not a movie. If someone knows about a movie... <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's that's all the, the info I have. Right. I think you could watch either of these movies. I think if you... You could, if you have eyes. <laughs> I think... I'm not saying that I recommend them highly. But I'm saying if you want, like, a relatively nice movie and you enjoy romantic movies, you could give either of these a watch. Yeah. They're not objectionable. Yeah. You know? Unlike a lot of stuff from the past that was produced by Disney, there's not a warning in front of the movie. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think they're alright. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you can find all of our social medias, uh, everywhere. They're everywhere, man. They're in the walls. Um, and stuff will be in the, what are they called? Show, show notes. Show notes. I was going to say footnotes. We're not a book. Yeah, we're not a book. We're not a book. We are a podcast, and yet. in our show notes, you not can yet. find links to our socials. Also on our website, it takes takes2.co.nz. There are links to our socials there as well. Yeah. Also, it tells you where you can leave reviews if you want to leave reviews. Which we do appreciate. Um, and join our Discord and uh, come chat with us and see our 9-11 memes, which yeah. Nick has alluded to. They're just... We just keep talking about 9-11. It just keeps coming up. It's not our fault. It's not our fault. <laughs> we didn't need to talk about 9-11 for it this It did. It's about a president who's in the White House in the early 2000s. We just need to do an episode with Remember Me, um, and then we can spend the whole movie talking about, or the whole episode talking about 9-11. Oh, with the, the World Trade Center movie with Nicolas Cage in it? There is a lot, there's like a lot of World Trade Center, or like United 93 and stuff like that. Like, there's a bunch of, we could just watch some 9-11 movies if you really want to. No, I don't want to. Okay. If they're the same, we'll watch them. Alright, well, I mean, they're about the same thing. They're fair. Okay. (laughs) Thank you you for joining us. Uh, We'll catch you next time. Stay safe up there, folks. Goodbye.